Hey booze, and welcome to Seriously Let's Be Fucking Honest, the podcast that explores life, business, mindset, and so much more in a totally upfront and authentic way. I'm your host, Stacey Hissong, positive mindset and life coach, licensed professional counselor, a million dollar direct sales team leader, and a work at home dog mom to my ride or die schnorky sugar. I am obsessed with empowering those around me to find their inner confidence so that they can live the life of happiness they deserve. So hold on, get ready, and seriously, let's be fucking honest. So hello! Welcome to episode one of Seriously, Let's Be Fucking Honest. I am so excited to have you join me here tonight or today, depending on when you're listening to it. And today's topic is going to be something that is like near and dear to my heart. This is something that I've dealt with for years and years, and I see so many women struggling with the same thing. So today's episode is going to deal all about living as a recovering perfectionist. Okay, so I'm going to give you a little bit of backstory about me and what led to my life of perfectionism. And then I'm going to, you know, give you some ideas if you feel that you are struggling in that same arena, give you some ideas of how you can maybe step away from that perfectionist world. So I do want to explain the connotation of the word perfectionist. This is something that used to drive me crazy, like nuts, because I went oh, I went to a therapist and this was like, I don't even know, like maybe eight, nine years ago now. And the therapist told me that I was a perfectionist and I said, thank you. Right? Like, yeah, I do shit well. What's the problem? And she tried to explain to me how that's not healthy and about realistic expectations and all the things I'm going to talk to you about today. And I looked at her and I said, well, I don't think being a perfectionist is a negative thing. I actually think it's great because my shit is on point. So if you think that being a perfectionist is a bad thing, I'm just going to start calling myself a super duper goodest. Yes, folks. That is what I did because that is who I am. Don't tell me that something is not right. So um, I went with that for quite some time and referred to myself as a super duper goodest until I finally woke up one day and I was like, I do not want to feel like shit and feel unworthy. So let me tell you a little bit about my background and kind of how I got to the point where perfectionism was the only answer for me. So when I was in second grade... I was tested for the Talented and Gifted program. I was eight years old. I got tested. I scored very high on the test and was placed into a gifted elementary school. I then went to a gifted middle school as well, but it also had mainstream education. This program from third through eighth grade gave me such unrealistic expectations of what I was supposed to be doing at such a young age. So to give you a little bit of an idea, in sixth grade, so you're like, what, 11, 12 in sixth grade, we were reading A Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court by Mark Twain. What? 
I still don't understand half the words in that fucking book. And this is what I was reading when I was 11 or 12. Um, It caused a lot of unrealistic expectations. It caused a lot of arguments with my parents because no matter what I did, I felt like I wasn't good enough. My parents were really good at not putting those unrealistic expectations on me, but I consistently was putting them on myself. And that is because I was watching these other kids around me that that um, had come from backgrounds with super educated families and had, um, I, I went to school with one who was a classical pianist who traveled around the world when we were in fifth or sixth grade, all over the world playing piano. And some of the, the people that I went to elementary school now are like, you know, they went to MIT and they did all of these things. And I came from a very, very working middle class family and I didn't have that. Um, I, I'm actually the only one from my family who went and got a bachelor's degree and then a master's degree. So I just had all these unrealistic expectations because I never felt like I fit in. And then on top of that, at this school, there was very little social, emotional intelligence education. They had, you know, a doctor who came in and a social worker and would talk to us about being kind. But in comparison to how much shit they taught us about other things that it was just, it was absolutely unreal. Like I did not know how to manage my emotions appropriately. I would get in fights with my dad, doing my homework, like throwing shit across the room. Um, just, it, it was awful. It was absolutely awful. Now, if you ask my parents, they still wholeheartedly agree that they made the right decision in sending me to this program. And um, I love my parents. I still think they're wrong and I will respect their decision, but (laughs) they're wrong. So um, at around the same time I started this program, I also began really co-parenting Um, in my household. My parents worked different shifts. My brother was five years younger than me. I spent a lot of time teaching him how to do things. If you ask him, who taught you how to ride a bike? Who taught you how to tie your shoe? Who taught you how to write your name? Probably not the bike thing. Let me take that back. I want to be fucking honest here, but definitely the writing the name and tying your shoe, he'll tell you that it was me. Um, I can remember being uh, eight and people say, would say to my mom, how old's your daughter? Oh, she's eight going on 30. Like, that's not a normal thing to say. Like I, I, I just had all this responsibility and I felt that I had to do everything so fucking well in order to matter, in order to get that validation, in order to be something special. And that it came from nowhere but me internally because my parents were just proud I was doing these things. Whereas for me, I was like, I, I'm not doing it well enough. Everybody else is doing this better. Everybody else has this better life. Everybody else has this this uh, the better grades and and all of these things. And in reality, a lot of it was I was so overwhelmed. I look back now and I realize I have had anxiety since I was probably about six or seven years old, and I just didn't know it. Um, And then you move ahead to my teen years and I went to mainstream high school and from there I then, um, I was a cheerleader and I was on student Congress and I was in AP classes and I also worked a job. So even when I moved into mainstream, I still took on more and more and more and I had to be the best at what it was that I took on. So it was just, oh, right? Like, 
And I never failed at that time. Like now you're probably sitting there like, okay, Stacy, like that's enough. Why are you talking about all these like great, amazing things you did? Guys, I do not think that putting that much pressure on children is a great thing because it really, really fucks with their expectations in life. So I went to college. I went to Michigan State University, go green, and I had never failed at anything ever when I went into college. And then I applied for the College of Education my sophomore year um, when I was deciding on what major I wanted to go in. And with at Michigan State, they have ed majors, but they also had child development majors. And they only took a small portion of child development majors because they saved most of it for education majors. Well, I didn't get in. I had the grades. I just, I wasn't one of the, I think they chose like 20 or 40 child development majors and that was it. I was devastated. It broke me. I did not know how to be told no. I had never, ever failed in my life. I called home bawling my eyes out. My mom drove the hour and a half to come up to state and take me out to dinner because she didn't know what to do because I had never failed. And because I was such a perfectionist growing up and making sure everything was right all the time, I lived in a constant world of anxiety and overwhelm and never knowing what it felt like to fail. That's nuts. That's crazy. It took me until I was 19 years old to feel failure. And all that did was fuel me moving forward in life to think, well, I must not be good enough for this or I must not be good enough for that because I'm something must be wrong with me now. I used to be great and now I'm not. So um, fast forward, you know, as I, I became an adult and got through college, found a degree that I actually really liked. And I, I just, I woke up one day and I realized that my increased anxiety was due to needing to feel the best. I had to be the best employee. I had to be the best friend. I had to be the best daughter. I had to be the best at every fucking thing I did. Everything, everything I had to be the best at. And this started causing panic in me. This started causing massive panic attacks in me. I was having them regularly. I didn't know how to handle them. That's when I went to the therapist. And even at that point, like I said, I refused to acknowledge perfectionism being a negative thing. And it wasn't until, I want to say it was probably maybe about five years ago, I woke up one day and I realized that I did not want to feel like shit anymore, and I did not want to feel unworthy. I I think a lot had to do with my past and everything that I, I had dealt with growing up, but I also wholeheartedly believe that the societal standards that are put on women had a big part on that too, right? Like we we are taught that we need to be um, these gentle creatures and we need to have all this compassion and we need to do these things. And the ones that are like driven and, and hard and whatever are, are bitches. And that's kind of where I was going in my career. I was getting kind of like promotion after promotion. And I was getting to a place where it was like, I was constantly seen as a bitch because 
I kept moving forward and the compassion part of me was leaving and I stopped feeling bad for people and instead decided that I wanted to empower people and people didn't know how to handle that. Um, so I really looked at things and thought, do I have to be the best or do I need to get it done? What is the difference? So that was the day that I adopted the motto, progress over perfection. If I am taking one step forward, then I am being successful. I don't have to have it perfect. I just have to do it, right? Like Nike knows what the hell they're talking about. They have a slogan that is like the most genius slogan ever because you do. You just need to do it. If you move forward, you're making progress. And there are going to be some days that you get kicked back. There are going to be some days where shit is hard, where it's hard to get out of bed or you are going through a breakup and you're like, what did I do wrong? How did I fuck this up? Or when, you know, you, you lost a job or you applied for a new promotion and you didn't get it or your friends aren't there for you like they used to be. And you're like, what did I do? What did I do? And that is not a realistic thing at all. Everybody has different things going on in their life. And unfortunately, we tend to blame ourselves for what's going on. And that is not always the case. We want everything to be so perfect and wrapped in a bow. And we want to know that we put our everything and our all and and just ugh, all the things into it. Just we we tried so hard to make everything perfect that it pushed people away and it made us miserable. So I want you to really think about, write down the motto, progress over perfection. That is something that you should strive for. If you are a perfectionist or even a recovering perfectionist, that's what I like to call myself because I still have slips, right? Like any any sort of addiction, we still have slips. And so I, I consider myself a recovering perfectionist because I'll catch myself sometimes working on things and being like, oh, wow, Stacy! like you just spent two hours on this like one graphic that really didn't, it didn't fucking matter. You changed the color by like a 0.3. Like <laughs> you're fine. Stop it. Um, so progress over perfection. So let's talk about how, how do we change that? How do we get to that mindset? Because I think a lot of times what happens is you get on these podcasts, you listen to coaches, you, you have friends that say, oh, I changed my life, but they don't fucking tell you how to do it. Like, seriously, let's be honest. Let me tell you how to make some of these changes, okay? So first off, I want you to list out some of the expectations you have for yourself. Are they realistic? Are they realistic? If you're putting down that you want to buy a million dollar house by the end of 2019 and currently you're living in your parents' basement and have negative $42 in your bank account, boo-boo, that ain't realistic, okay? What expectations do you have for yourself? How can you make them more realistic? What are your strengths? What are you good at? Look at those things and determine how you can utilize them to propel you forward, to give you progress. Don't worry about the perfection. Let it come as it needs to, okay? Also, 
would you expect the same thing from your best friend? If you, if your best friend came to you and was living in her parents' basement and she was like, homegirl, listen, I'm going to buy a million dollar house at the end of 2019. I have $42 in my bank account. I live with my parents and I have $400,000 in student loan debt, but I'm going to do this. Would that be realistic for your best friend? No. So it's not realistic for you. Stop putting higher expectations on yourself than you would for others. You are an amazing, beautiful, awesome fucking person, but you need to roll it back and realize that sometimes it's just not going to happen in the time frame that you want it to. Next up, list a time that you failed. Think about a time that you failed. What happened? Right? That reminds me of the meme where you talk about like driving with your friends and they're like, but did you die? Right? Like, I'm sure there are times out there that you can think about when you failed. What was, what, what happened? Was it total devastation or was it a blessing in disguise? With the example that I gave about not getting into the college of ed, thank the Lord that did not happen for me. I would never have lasted teaching 30 snot-nosed children. I love kids, but homegirl is not about to do that, okay? That is just not who I am. And instead, I found a different major, and then I went back, and I was able to get my counseling degree. That is, that's my passion. My passion is to, is to help and empower and, and do these strong, inspiring things. But if I would have gotten into the College of Ed, I don't know that I would have ever figured that out about myself. So think about a time you failed and realize what is the worst that, that happened. What is the worst thing that happened? More than likely, you overcame it. Maybe you're in it right now. Where do you want to go? Find the progress. Find the progress that you're making. It can be something so small to make one big fucking transformation, okay? Embrace your failures as learning experiences. We fail so that we can learn. No one that is successful was successful on their first try. It, it's not, it just doesn't work that way. You, you can't just think that you're going to hop into a, a new career and be like, oh my God, I'm so good at this. Check this out. Like everything is perfect and I'm getting raise after raise and I have the best customers and my boss loves me and da, 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 da. No, more than likely you're going to miss a deadline and your boss is going to get pissed and you're going to get a customer complaint. Things happen. Learn from that. Was it that your, your customer complaint came because you weren't paying enough attention to them and you were way more worried about the promotions you were getting? That's a learning experience, learning that you need to give some more customer service. Okay, so really think about these as examples of how you can grow from them. Now, I want to talk about one of my very, very, very favorite, favorite mottos, okay? Um, I say this to my team all of the time. And as a therapist, I believe that you should sit with your feelings. I believe you should feel all the feels. You should feel all of the feelings, 
okay? However, I don't believe you should live there. When you unpack your bags and live there, that's how you stay stuck. You stay stagnant. So one of my favorite mottos is you get to cry for 15 minutes and then boss up and get shit done, okay? Sometimes things are a little bit more extreme and you need a couple more, you need maybe 30 minutes and that's fine. And sometimes shit's not that important and you only need five to cry. But sit with those emotions, feel those emotions, and then get up and realize if you want to move forward, it's not about the perfection, it's about the progress. So do it. Again, just do it. Nike, genius. And then I also, something that helps a lot for people. We look up to these people, um, you know, celebrities, athletes, other, you know, authors, um, other people in our industry. We look up to people. I guarantee if you Google them, you will find an article on how each and every single one of them has a story of failure, has a story about their faults, has a story about things that just have not worked for them, that that experience taught them more than when they succeeded easily. They learned much more from that, right? Like you've heard Michael Jordan didn't make the varsity basketball team in high school. And now he's the GOAT, right? Greatest of all time. That's just, that, that, it happens. It's sometimes we fail and that's okay. And when we learn that other people fail too, it's a little bit easier to take that in and to believe it and, and to sit with that and know that you don't have to be perfect either. So, Believe in yourself. Believe you have the capability. Believe that you have the ability to make progress and fuck the perfection of it. Get dirty. Get down in the dirt. Seriously, just fucking do it. Just do it. So that is a little bit about living as a recovering perfectionist. So I want to thank you so much for tuning into tonight's episode. New episodes drop every Friday, so make sure to subscribe so you never miss out. If you love the show, please feel free to leave a rating and review and share with your friends as well. I love to connect on social media with other amazing friends, so check me out on Instagram at Successfully Sassy Coaching or join our High Vibe Tribe on Facebook called Positively Sassy. I appreciate each and every one of you so much and can't wait to be fucking honest next time.